Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where we're claiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the biz bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Bienvenidos, everyone, and welcome. So happy to welcome Tatiana De La Piana here. Hola, Tatiana. How are you? Hi. <laughs> so happy to have you here. Uh, Tatiana and I met many years ago in New York City in the networking events, you know, walking through the Goddess on the Go and Sustainable Success and many other events that we got to meet and then worked on some things together. And Tatiana has focused very much so on the dark feminine. She is a tantric love and sex expert. And so I wanted to share her journey and um, what she's been up to during the pandemic and what's coming up for her. So Tatiana, welcome. And I'm very curious because mm. not everybody wakes up and they're like, I'm going to be a tantric and sex expert, right? Mm. Especially like back in the day. Now we have all these resources online. What was your journey, you know, personal to, you know, to Camino Personal, your personal journey to discovering your sexuality and then going, oh, wow, either I am a tantric, a tantrica, or this is my path, or, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know about it, and wow, it's me. How, like, how did that happen for you? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, in, in 2007, because that's where I would say the shift happened. Um, there was no way that that Tatiana back then would like, there was no way that I would end up being a sex and relationship coach or this whole, like being in the realm of sexuality. There's just no, there's just no way. I, I was a complete different person at that time. I was an actress and I had been a working actress for many years. I've been on film and TV I've been on stage doing commercials, industrials, prints, all the things, um, entertainment at that time. And I was also in, in acting school. And what's amazing about that time is that um, I was in this acting school, um, William Esper in, in New York. And I have to say that that was a very life-changing um, spiritual journey. I, I didn't think that it, it would be, but I noticed that um, being in it, I started becoming more authentic to like who I was. Yeah. Um, and I think that throughout that process, um, because we go through a whole journey and process during acting, um, finding out like, what is it that we're, we're passionate about? What makes our hearts sing? What's our heart's desire? And then I just remembered that at that time, um, I was in a sexist relationship. I was in a sexist relationship and, and that opened my eyes up to like, whoa, like this is not 
what I want. <laughs> How would you define a sexist relationship? Because I feel like I know what you mean, but... Okay, so yeah. Um, so I, we were together for nine years. Um, and then on the seventh year, he proposed to me. Uh, I wasn't... It wasn't that I wasn't ready to get married. I just felt at that time when he proposed to me that he wasn't the one, but I was so like not tapped into my truth that I said, yes, it was the most, first of all, it was the most horrible proposal um, in my part because of my reaction. I was, <laughs> I'm not going to go there right now. Um, but I said, yes, going against myself because I started thinking, why would he propose to me if we're not having sex? There's like no intimacy. There's no, there's nothing here. Uh, it, it just felt weird. And, and that's when throughout the whole process, right. Of me going to acting school and, and like, you know, meeting other people and it's just a whole different world. I realized I'm like, I want something deeper, something more meaningful and purposeful and, this wasn't it, but I was so shut down in my throat. I couldn't speak my truth. I couldn't voice my desires and my needs, but I was a little bit. I was a little bit because I started feeling this energy inside of me. This happened in 2007. I was going through like my Saturn return mm. and I started noticing these changes in my body. And what happened was I started, I would say that meeting my husband back then, um, he was the one that initiated me into my own sexual awakening. It's like, as soon as I met him, he was like the catalyst. Um, didn't know who he was to me. I'm like, who is this creature that I felt repulsed, but at the same time, magnetic energy. Right. I didn't realize that at, at the time that he was like my twin flame. Wow. Partnership. Um, and then I, as soon as, you know, I, I met him and, and, and then all these things happened in my life, all these changes, like my hair started changing, my body, my voice, um, and this hunger, this hunger inside of me, like this passion, this desire of like, I wanted more in life. And this wasn't it. And, and the only time that I could feel like I'm myself and I could be in my feelings and emotions was when I was on stage, when I was in a scene, but I wasn't myself out of it. Right. Um, so this isn't correlated to like my path now. So me and my ex, we, we broke up, we, you know, we ended up breaking up and I was lost and devastated. So even though I knew that I needed to leave him because as soon as I had my sensual awakening, all my senses woke up. And I started hearing a voice that kept telling me, you have to leave him. You have to leave him. It's time. You're on a mission. I know that may sound corny, but those are the words that I heard. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are the words I heard. And I was like, oh my God, why am I hearing this? Like what? Like, and being so nervous, but I never left him. He actually was the one that left me. But even though he left me and I knew that, he, <laughs> that it needed to happen, I was still lost and devastated. I needed to move. I had to move back in with my mother. I had no money in the bank. I had zero dollars. I didn't know like what to do. I, I just felt like I didn't want to be in my body. I wanted to do like a soul retrieval. Like I was just going through so much of like, I didn't want to be in this, in this world, in this reality. And so Little by little, um, I started 
tapping into other modalities, other spiritual stuff, um, tapping into bhakti yoga, um, a lot of shamanic practices, indigenous, Egyptian alchemy, and all these other things. And they were really beautiful. Um, but before I, I tapped into like the African and the more rooted earth medicines, I was more into like the, I guess what you would say, like um, Shiva, Christ consciousness, the more the masculine, because I needed to heal my heart. So those were the things that I felt cold. So a lot of the energy was from my heart center up. And it wasn't until later on where I was walking around and I'm like, something's missing out of my life. Something's missing. And I felt that that desire and that hunger when I went to Africa in 2009. I felt like, wow, Africa transformed me and, and another level in my life. It was like its own initiation. What part of Africa did you go to? I went to Kenya. Mm. Um, and it was just such an amazing experience um, going there and, and being in the middle of the slums. I went to volunteer and um, feed the children um, that didn't have families that, um, that were sick. So I was there for three weeks, but it felt like three months. And that was on its own, like an initiation. Like I actually got super sick on the last day that I was leaving because that's how deep my soul I had some karmic connection to Africa that I didn't want to leave. Wow. And I was sick with E. coli. Mm -hmm. And I was sick for months after that when I came to New York. Months, months, very sick. And so during that process of me getting sick at the same time, that's when I started tapping into these earth medicines of like this, this like passion for you know, dancing in drum circles and being in African like places and La Afro Latino traditions like Santeria, Palo, um, all these like, all these other um, earth medicine, because I wanted to tap into the root. I felt it in my body, this, this root thing. Um, Cause I, that's how much like I wanted to be in my body, but I didn't want to be in my body, but there was a calling there, right? So it wasn't until um, 2013 where I met um, my my teacher, the late late Sam Isadora. It was um, during this time I had gotten back with that guy that I got with in 2007. Um, that I I learned that I needed to heal my sexuality. I was like, oh my god, like why wasn't that? a thought why wasn't that something i want i needed to go through right I, that i needed sexual healing that i wanted to tap into sacred sexuality i've been told for years that i was a natural born tantrika and that i needed to dive into tantra but for some reason i had some res resistance to it like i would dabble a little bit but then like not really fully do it until i saw sam on facebook and um as soon as i saw her on Facebook, I was like, oh my God, who, who is this woman? And right away I felt chills all over my body and shaking. And I felt like this serpent energy going up in my spine. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to reach out to her. And that's when I went to, to work with her because I needed to heal myself. But not only that, but also I wanted to do the work that she was doing in the world. This is like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted to do because I didn't know how to define it before. How would you define the work that she was doing in the world, like when you saw it? So at the time that she was, do, um, what she was doing at the time, she was working with like um, women that were sex, um, 
not sex trafficked, but that were prostitutes in India. Like that's how I met her. She was like promoting a documentary called Shakti. Um, but I, she was helping women with their sexuality of how to feel empowered and how to tap into your truth by, you know, diving deep into your sex. Um, and that's what I wanted to do because before that, when I was acting, acting didn't give me the satisfaction that I wanted. I didn't like, after doing so many films and TV at, at the time, you know, at the time, I just didn't feel like that was my place anymore. Mm-hmm. And I found I wanted to empower women and I didn't know how to do it. I was like, do I empower them with dance? Because I'm a dancer. Do I do I do sensual movement? Like what, like, how do I do this? Do I teach them acting and activate their voices? And cause I had so much experience with embodiment and movement stuff. And so when I saw her, which I was like, Oh, it's Tantra. I actually want, this is the medicine that I need, but it's also the medicine that I need to teach in the world. And that's kind of like how I found my life purpose. Oh my God. So beautiful. And so what was it like working with your late teacher? Um, wow. It was, I go all the way deep. You can, you know, because I know there's a lot there, but I, I, um, I had many different experiences with, with some, um, I, I do have to say that I felt different things that weren't easy for me. So for example, when I went to my first training, um, I remember sitting in her class and she had so much energy this woman was so vast i've and actually i've never felt this before from anyone else you know from just no one else i've never felt this way where i was sitting in her class and when she would pass by i will feel like this heavy dense like energy like my body would shake wow and it was like serpent energy it was like whoa you know so i was always like shaking i was always sick every time i was around some (laughs) because I was always purging and healing. She didn't have to touch me right. to activate anything in me, even though she did initiate me um, a couple of years after that, where it felt like it was an ayahuasca trip, which yeah. is like plant medicine. And I was like, whoa. And all she did was just touch me with fingers and, and stuff. And it, it, was, it was amazing. So I had those kind of experiences with her. And then I had other experiences because at the time she was my guru. And I know that um, I do teach a lot of like, you need to find your inner guru and, and, and all that stuff. But I, I like, she was my guru, you know? Um, and one of the things that she like would say is that the greatest loss, the greatest like, like love unconditional love you have is for your guru because she loved her guru very deeply too. And I didn't realize that that was true until she passed away because to this day, like I still haven't gotten over it, you know? Um, I understand. No, I understand. space to feel <laughs> yeah oh, my, my first guru so i cry about her every day so i understand who's your first guru my mom and she oh. was my friend and she passed this year and i was just on a meeting and i cried during the meeting <laughs> like when we talk about those that we love who impacted us you know so greatly 
they've marked our lives in huge ways that emotion comes up and yeah but then also at the same time you need to like individuate from your guru yeah and I, i had that process also where i needed to cut her out because you know what they say when you see the buddha kill the buddha right i don't know if you know that saying so i needed to get really like i'm gonna individuate individuate from you like because it wasn't that i was dependent on her um it wasn't like i put her on a pedestal i just don't know how to describe the feeling of like you know wow i feel so much unconditional love for you but at the same time you're a human and you're a bitch <laughs> because she was a bitch also so let's just get real that she was also <laughs> um she did some we 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 had we ha- you know cuz me and her are very strong personalities so we used to bump heads but she also loved me so deeply and and i know that i hurt her sometimes too and she would call me like hey tati how come you haven't called me mm. and i couldn't believe that wow this woman that's so powerful would she's actually calling me to say that because so she would get vulnerable with me she yeah. would, she would um and that was beautiful to see um because relationships are multi-level they're not one thing you know and teachers yeah. are humans and gurus are humans and um and they have their shadows yeah 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 and her passing taught me so much her passing like i still think about it of like how like how she did it on her own terms and i kind of like it's been a huge like lesson i've learned a lot of lessons from from her passing and my experience with her yeah <laughs> having the willingness to dive deep on that <clears throat> excuse me and so you went through this journey you weren't having sex you met you know your now husband years ago you're like who is this creature time went on you met some you went through the journey with her of the dark feminine right so much expansion so much learning and yeah dealing with the shadow of a human being right oh. so what lessons have you learned or what like you then wound up marrying like oh you- my god yes right i remember that year we were talking and you were like oh dark night of the soul dark night of the soul when psalm passed and then also extending into the year you were preparing to get married and like what did that mean for you and i ask you these questions cuz i think that people listening in um who also you know brujas witches healers tantricas priestesses we walk a different path even if yeah. we're married even if we have kids but there's a whole bunch of us that don't wind up getting married till later right yeah. and right i'm getting married next year oh we don't get married till later because we have like this journey that we have to go on alone before we bring anybody in yeah so for you like what did it mean as a priestess as a tantrika to join your life with somebody Oh my god. Yeah, exactly what you said. Um part of being a priestess is going through a lot. I mean, I go through so many awakenings and yeah, sometimes I feel like holy shit, it's too much. <laughs> sometimes I wish I was normal. Um you know, in 2008 because that was the year that I got married, um I went through a dark night of the soul. 2018. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry that I said 2008. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's too far back. Yeah, no, 20 2018. Um 
I, yeah, I went through a dark night of the soul at the same time that I was getting married and that was, it was just so, so much. It was, it was a lot to handle. Right. Um, and I think that, I think that what happened was at the end of 2017, I, um, I, I worked with my Indian spiritual teachers. I got initiated again with my teacher into the getting deeper into the tantric path. Um, because, you know, right after some passing, I felt like I needed, um, I don't know, I felt like I needed more. And then I started diving deep into these d- different um, like healings. I did like Kalavahanas. I did a Ganesh workshop. I think it was a Ganesh workshop that this like disrupted my world. Wow. Um, just like everything started dismantling. Um, because I remember that after that, that's when I couldn't work anymore. Like in my business, it was really hard to function. And actually that was the best year of my life. That's when I made the most money, which was weird. But then I did this whole thing and everything just broke down. Um, I remember like my ego, I had different masks like coming off me. Right. And it was really hard to like let those masks go because I really wanted to be that powerful, like Cleopatra. <laughs> and relate. I understand. I so so get it. And and so yeah. that was a really powerful year for you. How would you describe the dark feminine for anybody who's listening? Um, I just I describe it as something um just getting deep into the roots it's it's embodiment is descending into your body it's the mystery the unknown um the surrender the getting into the dirt into the messy parts of yourself um get tapping into your shadows and um into that dark side that i think that most of us are afraid of and it doesn't mean dark the shadow part where we have conditioning and patterns i'm talking about that dark side of like that warrior that wildness that woman that wants to like sit with her legs open and show her pussy you know like that death and decaying kind of like um energy that's also our source of power which is also sexuality because sexuality is not just like being pretty and being in porn and and you know moaning from your throat, you know, um, it's more of a deep grunt, primal, animalistic energy. And I feel like a lot of us are so disconnected to that nature. And it's exactly that when we are not tapped into that, we are disconnected from, from outside, like our nature, our world around us. I mean, that's why so many things are happening in our world because of this disconnection um, and this disembodiment. And, um, and I think that when, when I was going through my priestess initiation, cause I think that me getting married was another level of initiation, because when I tell you that 2018, um, I just have so many things happen to me, so many triggers, so much shadows and my soul just didn't want anything. Didn't want to work on my business. Didn't want nothing. Um, but as soon as I got married and I was walking down the aisle, that's when I felt like I was entering a portal. It was like on that line. I was like, holy shit. And I remember watching my husband in his Shiva consciousness because I was trembling. (laughs) 
Um, and just watching him in his eyes and how present and how he was holding the energy, I felt so safe and secured in that. And I was like, I can't believe I just entered a whole portal. This is like another initiation. And this is what I needed to go through because the goddess wanted it that way, you know? Um, and then, you know, life happens. We had an amazing <laughs> year and a half and then COVID happen and then all these things 2020 has been crazy for all of us and then i had to go through another like healing and processing and and i feel like um i went through like the current like what i would call like the crone initiation because it felt that way like kind of like what i was talking about before of like that decaying energy of, of dying and i'm like i'm always dying but this is like a greater death of yeah. like i go <laughs> I go through that, like something that people don't know about me. <clears throat> I've been doing like my healing work for over 20 years, like reading people since I'm 16, professionally getting paid and supporting myself now eight years online fully for my work. But every year I actually stop because I always question myself. Though I've been reading people since I'm 16, though I've been doing hypnosis since I'm in my 20s, right? And Reiki and all, and the priestess and, the, and I got initiated at 23. Um, I'm always questioning myself because there's always like this descent into the underworld where I have to face my fears. And it's like you were saying, like the crone initiation. And I have to look at my business with these other eyes. It's not just a continuous business. It keeps changing and there's different aspects of it. For you, for the crone, you were saying before we got on that you were feeling um, older, that you were feeling like, oh, this stuff, like, what do you feel like you released if you feel comfortable to share? Like, what do you feel like you released? I feel like I released an old identity. Um, an old identity. And I think it has to be connected to my ancestors and also like my, like my mother, like that victim consciousness um, of like arguing with reality of like not being okay with what is and complaining and everything's like, uh, 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 like, you know, because I had that energy. It was exactly the energy that I had. And I felt broken at the same time. I actually had like a tear in my body. And and feeling, I would say, disintegrated and disembodied because I needed to wither. Like my body actually got disintegrated and disembodied because I felt like a disconnect to my root. I was like, holy shit, I'm the most embodied, rooted person. And I got disconnected like in around May, around that time during the summer. And that's how I knew I needed to like get dismantled to put the pieces back in, in my actual body. <laughs> I, know I know I've been through that. And I'm glad that you're sharing it. I'm really, I'm really glad that you're being so like articulate about it and so specific for anybody who's listening. The pandemic didn't do that for everyone in that same way. This is Tatiana's experience and you may resonate with it. Like for me, I was completely grounded. Mm. For me, like, cause I was already disintegrated like before, right? In another phase, I felt really grounded and like my branches spread out and I had no choice but to show up, serve and, and grieve my family while I was in the, like I had to be in this whole space. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening, like what we've been going through, some people have been going through like what Tatiana did. She had to let go of this full reality and like it even came up in her body. 
for other people, I mean, I think that if I'd had my choice, maybe I would have been like, well, I need a little more time off. But it was just like, I was literally dragged. Like, I felt like I was put on a horse and then somebody spanked the ass of the horse. And it was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And I had to go. Um, wherever you may be when you're listening, if you felt a little like Tatiana or a lot like Tatiana, if you felt like me, if you felt in between, it's all normal because we're all going through our own cycles we're all going into different initiations at different times and we're all being called to do different work at different times. And yeah. so that's grateful that you're really sharing. And so my God, and so to be so uncomfortable in your body. And so you must feel so much lighter now. Oh my God. I couldn't, you know what the thing is, is that I kept arguing with myself, pissed off. I would cry. Like just so frustrated with my own body, like just so pissed off. And I started actually healing when I softened into that space. Yes. When I just like felt into it. Like, let me feel this discomfort. Yes. This is what it is. Still doing my embodiment stuff. You know, yeah. I had to eat right. I had to like do Qigong, yin yoga. I had to do all the things. It doesn't mean I stopped doing anything, you know? But it wasn't until I like fully surrendered. I was like, oh my God, God is what do you want from me? You know, like... <laughs> What is it that you want from me? And, and and now I'm in a I'm in a different I'm in a different place. Now I'm more orgasmic. Now I'm like in my pleasure, in my body. Um I, I kind of still have to repair um the like my like my legs and like my stability the core of my stability in my body because because I was healing and processing so much, I couldn't work out for like months. Right. So now I'm feeling a little bit like I need to work on more like the outside of my body like the stability the core so i can hold you know my my everything else you know um which is super important which i think which i teach people like you have to have a strong vessel like a strong body to hold this energy shakti this life force energy in your body right so um yeah it was yeah i feel <clears throat> excuse me in a I, t I totally feel different now um yeah, because it was just... And I love that you really, you know, you didn't hold back. And I love that. I love that you shared so deeply and so viscerally. For you, like, I wanted to ask you as we begin to close, and I just love it because you kind of, like, pulled the veil, you know, of your particular, like, transformation in your journey, which I think is important for people to know because they, you're mirroring maybe for some people. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I relate oh, wow, I think I'm going there, you know, they get to connect with you in that way. What are some things like, you know, just that you feel like a message that you feel is really important for women at this time? You know, we're still in the pandemic. Um, what's a, an important message that you want to share from where you are right now? I think the most important um, thing is to be okay with where you are in your process to have compassion for yourself and forgive yourself um, to really feel into those spaces that are very uncomfortable and drop even deeper, deeper into your body and just like descend more because the way is not through ascending. We're going to, we already are ascension spirits we're, we're we're all souls and we came into this body to have a human experience and it needs to be embodied 
Because when we die, we go back. We ascend. So we don't need to ascend while we're here. Mm -hmm. And we need to be in our power and our truth so that we can do the things that we want to create in this world so that we can tap into our full potential because we're not living in our full potential if we're not totally like embodied in in our body in our sex and feeling that arrows and that swirls around your body and and be fed by that and be fed by your desires um yeah and and to like that's just like the way um to love yourself even deeper and deeper Mm, i love that so 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 much i love it i love it it's something that i i share with folks too i'm like if we were meant to be a spirit we would be hanging out in spirit land we just come into the body so thank you it was a really beautifully shared message how could people find you how can they reach out to you i know Um, (laughs) you can find me on on instagram i know my name is long tatiana delapiani um just look up you know on the the information you just type in my name um and I'm gonna have that link. i'll have a link in the yeah, yeah. and my, my website tatianadelapiani.com um and yeah just feel free to reach out to me on instagram um yeah and facebook if you want to send me a message but i'm more active on on ig so you can message me there and and my website beautiful thank you so much Oh, folks, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. And everyone we had, you know, I had interviewed Tatiana a while back. And then because of everything that happened in my own life, like I couldn't put it up. And I was like, she's changed. Let's bring her in like at this journey. I I think we did the last interview when I was going through um, Night of the Soul. Yeah, I wasn't fully complete yet. I was still, you know. And we're always in process anyway. So we'll have you come back some, you know, in the future again. And where are you at? <laughs> Thank you for saying yes again. And anyone, I'll have all the links. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mama. Bye, everyone.